Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Sinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining the Manuscript Academy podcast. We have a very special experiment for you today. We are going to do a real live meeting on the air, just like our consultations. And I have two wonderful guests. We have an agent and an author, and both of them have very bravely volunteered their time. Danielle, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle Chiotti, and I'm an agent with Upstart Crow Literary. I've been an agent for about 10 years, and I was a book editor before that. Um, I currently specialize in young adult and middle grade fiction and select nonfiction. Yay. Thank you so much, Danielle. And Kayla, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. I am Kayla King. I'm an author of both fiction and poetry, specializing for this book in YA speculative fiction. I am a lover of watercolor as well as collecting antique teacups, and of course, my dog slash muse slash best friend named Tux. Yay! Thank you so much for joining us. And where are you, um, I guess, calling in from? I'm calling in from Buffalo, New York. So the way we did this is that a lot of writers have bravely submitted their pages. Danielle selected Kayla's out of the pile. So if you're wondering if this is real or if we just edited together a bunch of little pieces of things Danielle said, uh, actually, we pretty much just synced the sound and cut a few pauses which you will see is pretty amazing. Um, Danielle's a genius and we love having her on faculty. Plus, as you'll see, she's really nice. So if you'd like to see a live first pages panel with Danielle, save Tuesday, May 14th, 8.30 p.m. New York City time to watch her do a first pages panel with your pages. More information at manuscriptacademy.com slash Danielle with a capital D and two L's. So here's the page. If you'd like to follow along, a copy of this is in the show notes with the author's permission. This is Dreamcatchers by Kayla King. Home existed on the map beneath the painted bee's wings. Cameron memorized the design of her city as a distraction. The framed artwork used to calm her, but now she couldn't contain her anxiety. She sat on the cool and metal table with four pristine walls of the clinic all around her, waiting. All week, she'd worried about what would happen next. One needle, one dose, once every year. The past few days, Cameron counted those facts from one to three on her fingers. She hoped the practice would settle her nerves. The last time she searched trypanophobia, the results provided breathing exercises and suggested focusing on a word or phrase to subdue her fear of the needle. She focused on three, the word and occasionally the number. Counting consumed her uncertainty most days, but not today. Everything gleamed like the tip of the needle within the white-walled room, too clean and perfect and permeated with the pungent smell of antiseptic. One, two, three, two, one. Those words were a whisper, but even in her head, they sounded like Graham. The memory of the voice couldn't soothe Cameron because it made her think of Graham before she'd gotten sick. It took a knock outside the door to silence a thought. Are we ready? Dr. Rambert was supposed to administer the injection, but he smelled like spearmint. He corrupted her calm. Cameron took three deep breaths and offered a small smile, hoping to convince the doctor and her mom that she would be okay. Please, mom? Cameron tried to keep her voice steady because the thought of the needle shook her. She focused on the painting of the honeybee, but remembered reading about how they died after stinging. 
The thought made her feel worse. She couldn't remember why the painting was supposed to placate her nerves. This should feel like routine by now, Dr. Rambert said. You need it. Her mom always sounded so detached at the clinic. And right now, Cameron needed her to sound like a mom. But it's real. Cameron didn't want to explain her trypanophobia again. Talking about the fear only made it worse. Her mom moved to the side of the table. This has always been nonsensical. I thought you'd outgrow it by now. Cameron's reasoning was too real. The memory of Graham's failed injection was real, too. She remembered the way a similar needle pierced Graham's skin. The injection had atrophied the muscle to the point where she could no longer lift her arm to hold a book or a cup of tea. Please. Cameron wasn't sure anyone heard because she hadn't taken in enough air to say the word. She couldn't breathe. But she might have looked ready then because her mom sterilized her arm with a clear solution, making her eyes water. The smell stung inside her nose. She closed her eyes and waited. So just like our real live meetings, I'm going to set a timer for 10 minutes and we will see how much amazing feedback can fit into that time. So ladies, if you're ready. Yes. Okay. Hi, Kayla. It's really nice to talk to you. I know. It's so nice to talk to you. Great. Well, before I get started, I have a lot of comments for you and I really enjoyed your page. Let me start by saying that. Um, Before I dig into the nitty gritty of my comments, I'd love it if you could give me a little bit of backstory on where you're at with this project, meaning is it complete? Have you queried it already? Are you just about to begin the querying process? Let me know a little bit about what's going on with you. All right. So this novel is actually one that I conceptualized during my graduate studies. So this was my thesis for grad school. So I've been working on it for about five years now. It'll be five years in August. Um, It is complete and I've been querying for about two years now. You've been querying for two years and tell me how that's been going for you. Have you, have you gotten feedback? Are you, how's it, what's happening during the the querying? Um, Actually my first query that I sent the next day, I had um, an R&R from an agent just on the first chapter. Um, But if I learned anything in grad school, it was not to jump on making too many changes right away. And I didn't really feel like I vibed with the feedback that was given to me from that agent. Uh, So I kind of passed on that feedback. But in every round that I've sent out, I've had at least one full manuscript request. So the consensus right now is that my writing is really strong. It's just not a passion project for the agents. Got it. That is excellent information. Thank you so much. And congratulations on finishing it. That is a a really big task and five years of your life is a long time. So congrats. Thank you. You're welcome. So I really liked this page. I think the writing is, is good and the story is compelling. It's different. I've never seen anything quite like this before. Um, and the writing is pretty, I got a sense of Cameron and I could definitely feel her fear. Um, waiting in that room and trying to figure out what was going on. One thing that I noticed, and I have some questions for you. So a couple of things popped out at me as I was reading. Um, Some of the wording almost feels like it's like it's too much, like it might be a little overwritten. Mm -hmm. And an old editor boss of mine used to say, make sure each word carries its own weight. And I want to pass that advice along to you tonight. Um, You're really good with turns of phrase. You write beautiful turns of phrase. But I noticed that some of them sound pretty, but they may not be quite carrying their own weight. Let me flip through here and see if I can give you an example of that. When they're counting one, two, three, two, one, um, and then she's talking about Graham getting mm-hmm. sick. And then you go into the memory of the voice couldn't soothe Cameron because it made her think of Graham before she'd gotten sick. And that sentence felt 
long to me. It felt like you could be doing more with less. If yep, that makes, makes sense. sense. Uh, so my thought was go with those words were a whisper, but even her in her head, they sounded like Graham before she had gotten sick. And then you're out, right? And we get everything that we need to know. We get that Cameron has this worry and kind of has this horrible memory that's following her through this this situation. So that is one of the things that popped out at me. Make sure that the the sentences aren't repeating themselves um, and make sure that the words carry their own weight. Um, I had a couple of questions about uh, world building for you, or I guess just about the the way that this situation is playing out. So Cameron does this once a year. Yes. Um, yes. She comes here once a year. Is Dr. Rambert, the doctor who administers the injection every time? Um, no, this is the first time that she's having the injection administered by this specific doctor. Okay. So it plays out in a, in a, in a similar way, but it, it's not always with this doctor. Yes, okay. that's correct. That wasn't and that wasn't immediately clear to me as I read. I got pulled out of the story a little bit trying to figure out, oh, are these two people familiar with one another or are they not familiar with one another? That may be a matter of you just adding a little tweak here or there to, to let us know that this is not the same doctor that she deals with. For some reason, I, I, I got stuck on the track that they met each other once a year and that they were always together and Clearly that's not the case. So that pulled me out of the story a little bit. Um, and then there was a line, Dr. Rambert was supposed to administer the injection, but he smelled like spearmint. He corrupted her calm. I like that. Um, but this is where the, the question about does he always administer the injection came up for me. And I was wondering what it was about him that was corrupting her calm. Those are, again, really pretty phrases, really nicely done. But I couldn't tell if it was the spearmint smell that was corrupting her calm, if it was something else about Dr. Rambert that we weren't seeing that was corrupting her calm. Um, so I felt like I wanted a little bit more clarity to that when I was, when I was reading it. And do you know, um, what was in your mind when you were writing that sentence? Um, in my mind, I was thinking it was the smell of the spearmint just because I know that Cameron is prone to headaches. So that's something that would trigger a headache for her. Uh-huh. So that Very might be a, a way to kind of push it just one step further mentioning that it was going to cause a headache and that's why it was corrupting the calm. That could definitely work, right? If she okay. if, if she feels a headache coming on and mm-hmm. she knows that's going to corrupt her calm, uh, that could be really, really good. Um, let's move on to – well, let's get back, actually, to your first paragraph because um, I think that you've got a lot of interesting things going on, but the way that you open the first several lines are Cameron staring at something, mm-hmm. which isn't necessarily – action oriented right and she's staring at the at this map this fascinating map with the bees wings and and from your query i can tell that the that the the bees are going to be an integral part of the story and i can understand why you might have wanted to try to work it in from the very first sentence but when i read that first paragraph the thing that i thought was maybe a better open is she sat on the cool metal table right just just put us right there with her where she is and save the looking at the map for a little later further down the page um, just to get us directly into the action because what happened for me was I'm reading that first those first couple of lines and I'm saying this writing is very beautiful but I don't understand what she's looking at or why um, 
But when she's on the cool metal table and she's in a clinic, I have this immediate sense of foreboding, right? Mm-hmm. That that makes me want to read more. That may be futsy, you know, and, and 10 different agents might tell you 10 different things um, about your opening line. But I did have that thought when I read. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That makes a ton of sense. Okay, good. Um, Graham's sickness. Let's touch on that really quickly. Um did Graham's sickness come from the injection that she got or was the injection supposed to cure the sickness? I, I was asking myself that question as I read. So the injections are supposed to be a preventative for the bigger disease that's in the city. Um, but once she got the injection, she had a reaction to it that made her sick. It atrophied the muscle in her arm. I see. And and this wasn't Graham's first injection by any no. means, correct? No. She had gotten many mm-hmm. before that or... Okay. Okay. So it was, it was a, a routine injection that went very yes. wrong for Graham. Okay. That wasn't quite coming clear to me. Now that may come clear in the pages that follow. So it may not be something that you need to think about on the first page, but I do think it's worth noting that again, I had to pause there to wonder about what was going on, which pulls me out of the story just a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Uh, and one last question I have for you, and then I'll let you ask me a couple of questions too. Um, how long ago did Graham get the shot that that Cameron is remembering? Was this a recent occurrence or was this a long time ago? So the injection that made her sick was about five years before, and it's been about four years mm-hmm. since Graham died. So she is no longer in Cameron's okay. life. Okay. And, and again, that may become clear very soon after this writing sample mm-hmm. ends. If it does not... Um, I might urge you to try to work in the time frame there. So we understand Cameron now versus Cameron when Graham got the shot, right? And when this traumatic thing happened. And these are nitpicky things. Overall, I would say that you've got a very interesting first page with a character who has an immediate problem or several problems um, and beautiful writing and interesting characters. So I think that this page definitely has a lot going for it. And I could probably keep talking for an hour, but I do want to make sure that we leave time for me to answer any questions that you might have. All right. Yes. Um, I have had some feedback just from my own critique partner and my writing groups about the staging of the scene. So I just wanted to kind of pick your brain on how you felt the placement of her mother and Dr. Rambert are in the room. I don't know if I maybe need at least one line to kind of set the scene of where they're standing and who is who maybe in the middle of the page. That's a, that's a great question. I, I didn't necessarily have problem with their staging or their kind of the spatial arrangement of the characters. Um, But I was surprised by a couple of things with mom. Um, One, it seems like she is helping with, with the, with the injection somehow, like, like she's helping out. And that threw me because that usually seems like it would be a job for a nurse. So that, that confused me a little bit. Um, And then Actually, when Cameron was pleading with her mother, this is this is kind of in the right in the middle there. And she says, you know, please, mom. And she's trying to keep her voice steady because she's she's so shaken up about what's going to happen. She sounded so young to me. And it struck me when I read that line that if I hadn't read the query letter prior to that, I might have thought that she was 
a younger, mm-hmm. maybe a preteen. Um, because that, that sounds like to me more of a, a middle grade, like maybe 12, 11, 12 year old, uh, thing that a character would say. That being said, I can understand that, it, that a teenager is feeling very afraid and is pleading with their mother. And, and that does make sense. But I noticed that leading up to that moment, I didn't get a lot of clues about her age. Um, so the spatial arrangement didn't bother me, but I found myself wondering about that. Is there a way to add a line or two that would set up her age a little bit more? So you might want to add a line or two about her age, just so we understand her point of view and the way she's coming at this problem. Um, and it allows us a better entry point. Do you think maybe mentioning that this is her 17th injection and she gets them yearly would kind of bring a more natural representation of her age to the page without having to say Cameron is 17 years old. That is absolutely perfect. Yes, this is her 17th shot. That is all you need to do. That's brilliant and wonderful. wonderful. And I think that that will go very well. It's time. Great. (laughs) Kayla, how was that for you? Not scary at all. I'm so happy. Danielle, how does this compare to your uh, meetings? Like, do you have an approach when you go in? Like, what's it like to have a meeting with you? Um, I would say that this is pretty indicative of my meetings. I usually like to start, like I said, asking the author for a little bit of backstory about where they're at with the story so I can understand how to tailor my comments. And then I usually try to go through and highlight some things that jumped out at me and then open questions up at the end. So I would say this is this is pretty much the way things go. Sometimes we have a little more time to talk about query letter or to talk about market um, stuff. Uh, it, it's, it's so, so depending on the author, it, it varies slightly from time to time, but I would say this is pretty indicative of, of how a meeting would go. Again, Danielle, thank you so much for doing this. This was very cool. So if you enjoyed that and you'd like to see Danielle do this live for a Q&A and first pages panel, head to manuscriptacademy.com slash Danielle, capital D, two L's. We'll draw pages from the pile and get through as many as we can. You can also submit a question on a page and watch the replay whenever you're free. Hope to see you there. If you'd like to hear about new episodes, our free write-in workshops, and live events like this one, head on over to manuscriptacademy.com slash subscribe. I promise we are too busy to spam you. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. It not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.